Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Like most of you will be leaving a legacy after that event. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick, I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing great. This is the first episode of LEL we're recording after like after I've had a day off in uh, like a month, over a month now. Because I've, I've been on like a crazy work streak of working seven days a week. So uh, you look, you look I had so the much last ref- few days. You look so much more refreshed. and Dude, I feel so good. I had the last few days off. <laughs> Yesterday, I had to deal with some homeowner issues. Like I, I was... I was uh, cleaning my kitchen, and then my sink started backing up, and I'm like, that's weird, and it starts leaking from underneath. I'm like, that's bad. So I go downstairs, <laughs> and my washing machine is pumping water out because it's full of water because something was clogged in the in the line ahead of my sink, and so when I was using my sink for the last, like, three days, it was backing up into my washing machine. <laughs> so, like, there was, like, pieces of spinach in my washer and, like, oh, fat and, like, sausages and stuff, and so uh, so I had to... I had to snake out that drain, and it was a whole thing. But uh, but everything's good now, you're and it's like, great. You're just like pulling on a pair of pants, like why is my pockets full of spinach? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So like I had to run the wash. It was a whole thing. But you know what? It's that's that's part of the uh, the lovely that's the lovely you know part of being a homeowner. That's just it's just troubleshooting your own house. So uh, so that was good, man. No, but it's been it's been good, man. I got I was real busy the last two days. Like even though they were off, I got bunch of cleaning done and organizing done got my oil changed it was just great to have some time off man so i'm, I'm happy to, happy to be here i feel very energized and i'm ready to go man we got it we had a great show uh for people tonight so i'm excited hell yeah did you play any legacy in your time off in your whole two days off Pat? no no i i was thinking about it but i just i actually wanted to play on friday night uh the eld does like the the webcam games um but i just i by the time the kids get in bed, my wife was still working. There was no, there was no way I had time to do it. So that was kind of a bummer. How about you? You got any legacy in this week? I did. So we talked about it last week, but uh, it came in thirtieth place uh, in the challenge. I think mm-hmm. it was uh, Yuri uh, Yuri White Cats. Uh, his like oops all spells uh, Thassa's Oracle deck mm-hmm. um, that's running those uh, new spell lands. Yep. Um, so I, I took that through uh, a couple leagues just to test it out and, uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's also super fragile, man. <laughs> yeah, <I'm sure>. <laughs> <laughs> it's uns- I mean, it, it is oops. Right. And like in a field of a ton of rug Delver with all that permission, it's kind of like, oh, you're, yeah. you're kind of running the gauntlet there. Yeah. So it was brutal. Um, you know, I, I think I, I think I went like two and 10 <laughs> over the course of the two leagues <laughs> I went. <laughs> Wait, you went two and 10 in two leagues. Yeah. That's impressive. Or you two, played and, six- two and eight. Two and eight. <laughs> <laughs> Math. Okay. I was like, man. You're- <laughs> Math. I went two and eight out of two, out of two late leagues. And, uh, yeah, the, de- the deck's a ton of fun. It, the, having the spell lands does give the deck more resilience, and it allows mm-hmm. you to actually like play magic instead of just have being like a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. But it's still just super fragile, and... I don't think it's for me. <laughs> I I, if I'm if I'm going to go that glass cannony, I, I want a bit more payoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, but no, the deck was fun. And then I just sleeved back up. Uh, I'm trying to bring it back, Pat. I'm bringing back blue, black, stifle knot. I just, I just can't quit it. You love that deck. I can't. I, I mean, it's funny that you love that deck so much. I mean, I guess it's like, uh, like a adjacent to sneak and show. Like you're just kind of cheating in a big fatty, right? Yeah. Well, stifle knot was my deck that I played before uh, sneak and show. Like back mm-hmm. in like 2006, 2005 mm-hmm. is when I played stifle knot, which was or when it was you know relevant again <laughs> the world like was actually playable um and yeah i just love the deck so much but you're right it is very reminiscent of seek and show where it's just yeah. a plus b combo you end up with a big fat fatty <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's still that's still good though so that's good so not super successful but it's also probably not a great time in the meta to be playing that deck so yeah, like there's just rug delver everywhere. Like I would yeah. say it's getting close to it's somewhere between like 66 and 75% of my matchups are against rug wow. delver. That's a, that's uh that is a high percentage. It it's a bit ridiculous. I'm yeah. like I think for my next league I'm just going to make a rug delver killer deck and just like hope that I run into rug delver instead of the like five other decks that people are playing in the leagues. <laughs> yeah, I like I mean uh Brian's Cook, I think I think he even uh I think he went to Rug Delver, but he did make a Rug Killer test, so you can try that if you want. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't know if that's up my alley. Uh, we we do though. Have hold a... on, hold on. Before before we get into our guest, because we have a great guest this week, we have a spicy deck to talk about. I did want to just give a shout out to our newest patron. We did have a new one this week. Uh, Phi, I, I hope I'm saying this right. If I'm if I'm incorrectly pronouncing this, please let me know. Phi Luong was our newest patron this week, so wanted to shout out uh, them for joining the Patreon family and supporting the podcast. Uh, you guys know if you want to support the show directly, you can go to patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Just, just want to give a shout out to our newest, uh, newest patron. So now, Jerry, go ahead, buddy. Get in there. Thanks, Pat. You got it. <laughs> I had this great segue. It was good. I know. I'm sorry. Great. I'm sorry. I just didn't want to forget our patrons, man. Well, I'm we, sure you can figure it out, Jerry, after forgetting to have the right mic on during my intro. So <laughs> we do have an awesome deck to talk about today. We kind of were ribbing on it uh, last episode, Pat. So the creator himself has joined <laughs> us tonight to set the record straight. Uh, but the builder of Soggy Bottom Boys, <laughs> which is way better than Brainstorm Goblins, by the <laughs> yeah. way, way a- better than Brainstorm Goblins, aka Brainstorm Goblins, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mr. Soggy Bottom himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I expect our editor to splice in some uh, I Am a Man of Constant Sorrow right now. I like that, and uh, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Elliot, Wooden. what's up, man? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing today? We're doing all. I'm. I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> so thank you for joining us tonight. You. Uh. You. You wanted to come on and kind of just set the record straight. And I just want to know kind of the impetus behind the deck and just kind of what's going on with goblins in general because, you know, it keeps popping up here and there. We're seeing goblins always place. It's. It definitely ever since. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on the name. Or Muxus. Ever since Muxus got printed. We've been seeing a lot more goblins around, so it's always good to kind of check in with our little green friends. Yeah, goblins. Muxus is kind of funny because it was a joke. Like, we all thought it was absolutely atrocious when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're ever, everyone in the Discord and on um, was just memeing about how they made another unplayable goblin bomb. Um, <laughs> but it turns out that 
when your six drop wins the game, it's cast to believe in a legacy. Uh, <laughs> especially when other people are running show and tell. Um, that really helps the Muxus package. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to talk this about brand off their show and tell. We're not going to talk about no show and tell Muxus here. <laughs> Jerry, have you ever had someone put in a show and t- put in a Muxus off your show and tell? Uh, I don't think so, but it's only a matter of time. Right? It's, <laughs> it's going to happen eventually. It's the um, only time I've ever had a turn zero win. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, I mean, building, been fiddling around with a lot of goblins builds. I know that you had Eli on like a month or two ago, and he's definitely the best one to go to when you're looking for like a tuned, streamlined goblins list. But since goblins is definitely not tier one anyway, I feel like there's a lot of room to experiment and try to push push the deck. You know, as with any deck, but. Um, it's hard to say that you're just making the deck worse when the deck just isn't the best anyhow, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is this is some real like meta thinking and not as in metagaming as in just like a <laughs> psychological well, plane of existence <laughs> meta decking. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I played goblins through Deathrite Shaman and um, all that, so I definitely I yeah, it's it's a it's a choice at this point, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> It's like it's like being a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Do you like right, that? exactly. Do you you're, like buy, that? you're buying into it, and at some point you say, "Like, all right, well, I, <laughs> the only way I'm going to win an event is if this crazy brew is actually an improvement." So let's find out. And brainstorm is clearly the best card in Legacy. Um, but actually, the funny thing is that this deck started out as a Days deck, not a Brainstorm deck. Mm. So. We were looking for Cavern of Souls 7 through 8, or 5 through 8, um, and Days is Cavern of Souls 5 through 8 that also stops Swords to Plowshares. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really the impetus. And then once you have three Volcanic Island in your deck, you kind of have to play Brainstorm. Um, and you also need to be able to dump days back out of your hand because it's not actually a great magic card a lot of the time <laughs> um, and it's, al- it's almost like that's why we see them together <laughs> yeah exactly and um also when you're diluting your goblin count significantly but also trying to put moxus in more frequently it's nice to have a way to dump goblins back onto the top of your deck so mm-hmm. Attack with Lackey, brainstorm, put in Muxus, put in the best two goblin, other goblins from your hand as well, um, is a really powerful play pattern. Yeah, uh, and well, I mean, it it just reminds me of kind of like a Delver deck that's like heavy on the Delvers. Like you just go Delver, you know, Delver into Days brainstorm backups to you know find whatever you need. It's just replacing the Delver with the Goblin Lackey for even more payoff. Right, it's like a better delver that requires other cards to make it good. <laughs> <laughs> that, doesn't fly. that doesn't fly exactly yeah it's it's the deck feels incredibly powerful on the play i think the the 5 league that i posted in i won that i roll four or five of the matches and obviously days is just not as good on the draw um but goblin lackey with face days back up turn one is really hard to beat Especially uh, if, yeah, like that. If you have a Muxus in hand, yeah. 
Um, yeah. So it, it leads to a lot of four card four card hands that have a really super high win rate, which is nice. It lets you mulligan more aggressively toward Lackey, because like volcanic Lackey Muxus days is um, requires multiple counter spells or a counter spell plus removal turn one, um, or it beats pretty much every deck in the format. Um, and it also improved the combo, improves the combo matchup a lot, which has always been the weakness of goblins, is that it tends to be able to grind out other fair decks, um, but really struggles against stuff like Doomsday and Storm. But if you play Goblin Lackey turn one, nobody plays around days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they, they just cast, cast their combo into it. Um, and so... Things like days you know, or days backing up mind break trap post game um, or post board carried a lot of that league. I definitely like the. I played this deck in a challenge in a couple of leagues, and it wasn't like it was above fifty percent win rate, but it wasn't like amazing or spectacular. And I definitely, um, I'm still brewing. And you're right; it doesn't have nearly enough islands. Added more islands, and it still doesn't have enough islands. So we did. Now we did talk about the deck last week, but let's before yeah. we get into too much of the uh, of the like the the nuts and bolts of it. Can we just you want to run down the list, Jerry, real quick, just so everyone knows? I know we like I said we mentioned it last week, but let's refresh everyone's minds on, on what the challenge list was. Um, and, or actually, I guess Ellie, if you have a like a current list, maybe we can go over that. Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's so, talk about the yeah the current list, Ben. Yeah. Better. Let's talk about that. Current list is Grixis. Um. So it's four Brainstorm, four Goblin Lackey, four Aether Vial, four Days, four Goblin Matron, and then a Prospector, a pair of Crater Makers, a pair of Goblin Pile Drivers, a Monk War Marshal, a pair of Munitions Expert, which is the Black Red Removal Goblin, a Gem Palm Incinerator, a Pashalik Mons, which is the Legendary Goblin that pings things when Goblins die. A pair of war chiefs, a pair of slingling lieutenants, which is like the black uber, um, uber. It's like the, sm- the, s- the small siege gang. Yeah, a goblin ringleader and two Muxus goblin grandees. Um, and the cuts that this deck really has to make are in its kind of consistency in the long game. So we're only playing one ringleader. Instead of two, we're playing two Muxus instead of probably three. Um, and we're not playing as much removal as we normally would. So I'm down on experts and creator makers and things like that. Hmm. Um, and that that definitely hurts the fair matchups, but the fair matchups tend to be good anyway. Nice. So uh, is the black's only for the sling gang? So, and the munitions expert, which is the red black one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yep, yep. That yeah. those two slinging Muxus is a lot worse without slinging, um, because slinging allows Muxus to just kill without a combat step. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You just which is make a board of goblins, throw the goblins at your opponent's face. Right. Um, important against things like show and tell. Um, <laughs> and expert is just the best removal spell the goblin has, has access to. It's much better than incinerator. And I know the five O list that 
was supposed to have multiple incinerators. Um, but it, that does not kill two toughness creatures on um, my turn two, which is really important when you're just dedicated to getting lackey through. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So um, you started off as just a straight daze deck uh, and yeah. adding blue. Um, let's let's talk about kind of the mana base because now that you're a three color deck, though, <laughs> you know the black goblin. Since it's only just goblin creatures, and you can get enough like vile and ring uh, lackey and and stuff. It's not as as bad. But let's talk about the mana base for this deck because that I feel that's what we really honed in on uh, last time. Yeah. Um, so I am playing, um, eight fetch lands, you know, eight red fetch lands, four volcanic islands, a bad lands and a mountain as the kind of like fetch shock base, mm-hmm. um, make that nine fetch lands and then a place set of wastelands and a place set of caverns. Um, I think that's right. Um, I, the, the one basic mountain, I think, is the question mark um, for this build, whether <laughs> you can play any basics at all, but playing zero kind of feels bad. Um, I'm, I'm surprised you're running the, the Badlands. So you, do you feel you still need access to the black even with the other ways to get? Because how many black cards are there total? Because are you running a full four of Munitions Expert and Sling Gang? No, there's four black spells in the deck. Yeah. Um, but adding one Badlands raises your black land count from four to a virtual 15 um, mm. with the nine fetch land to 14. So I think that I would cut the mountain before I cut the Badlands. Gotcha. Or just go up to 24 lands or something. Because the munitions expert's just that important? It, it, it's only... it's. If you're not casting Munitions Expert on turn two, you just shouldn't be playing black. Gotcha. Wow, it's um, it's that important. I didn't I didn't realize it was it was that big. Yeah, because you have to be able to force like if the entire point the you're adding days to force lackey through more consistently. And so the expert is kind of part of that same forcing lackey through package. Mm-hmm. And often you need Lackey to connect twice, one to put in Matron and one to put in Muxus. Makes sense. So you kind of hinted at this earlier, but, um, you know, the deck seems super reliant on uh, basically winning the die roll. Um, You know, you're just so much better on the play than you are on the draw. Um, You know, to the point, is it that you would really only run this in a a short round event? Like, are, are you really just hoping you win the die roll as much as possible for your to get into the top eight. Yeah, I mean, I played this in the showcase just because I wasn't sure what to play, and I got absolutely rolled. Um, <laughs> I did not win die rolls that day. <laughs> I, I, I went one to drop. Um, I would say that, yeah, out of the kind of like the six different goblins options that I have, this is the most die roll dependent followed by like the Warren instigator all in red style. Um, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't recommend this as the deck to play in a big event unless, yeah, unless you really wanted to put a lot more work in on it. Um, whereas like 
in some ways the reanimator goblins list that I wanted that I top it at a challenge with like a month ago mm-hmm. is less play draw dependent because it just has more um, more ways to win outside of goblin lackey. Interesting. So you you have you said six different goblins decks that you're currently working on? Yeah. <laughs> so you're just yeah. you're just like let's see if a goblin fits in this. <laughs> well, I mean they're all four goblin lackey, four aether vial, four goblin matron, two muxus, two to four muxus decks. Um so they're not you know, the, the, it's kind of like um, you know, your blue soup where you have a core of like 20 to 25 cards and like eight flex slots that you can yeah. kind of play with. Yeah. I feel most decks that have some pedigree and legacy at this point have, have turned into that. Like if a deck sticks around long enough, it's usually just because it has a core, you know, 18 to 24 cards that are just really, really synergistic together. And then the rest of the deck is just kind of piecemeal. It's like, let's shove this in here and see if it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to see that, you know, goblins has become that because for the longest time there was, you know, just straight goblins, traditional goblins. Then goblins players started splashing white for Thalia and that became a different, you know, version of goblins. Then there was the red black goblins. Uh, now you're bringing into the fold, you know, blue red goblins. So it is, it is, you know, interesting to see that just the the core is coalesced of goblins and you know you have this this baseline to start with and then you can have kind of have some fun with you know what flavor you want to take it in totally like i've now played every red dual land in goblins (laughs) (laughs) what was wait what was red green goblins well originally it was the um the the ravnica shatter goblin um it's a two mana, and if you pay green for the colorless half of its cost, it destroys an artifact. Um, because there was just no good artifact removal. Um, and then also food chain. Um, oh, of course, food chain goblins. <laughs> nice. can't, believe I for- can't believe I forgot food chain goblins. <laughs> yeah. I have never had a food chain goblins deck work out well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've but, heard stories of it being really good, but that's oh, it. <laughs> it used to be, but that was before I played Legacy. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So right now I'm working on the little double-faced goblins, um, which is pretty much just the classic goblins deck with four of the two of each of the red flip land spell things. Um, the Spikefield one and the Mythic one. How have those been for you guys? Spikefield is amazing. It's really? so good. Hmm. Um, it kills Uro to its own sacrifice effect because it exiles it when it sacrifices itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and Uro is like actually the best card in Legacy against Goblins pretty much right now. Like It's significantly better than uh, Plague Engineer most of the time. Mm-hmm. And um, it also is really good against all of the Bridge from Below decks, which um, Hogak's been really popular recently, and it's mm. very good against Hogak. Um, so, surprisingly good. Nice. I haven't 
the game yet to it coming in tapped, but I'm sure I will. <laughs> um, so do you just kind of like choose whatever flavor you're feeling? Cause so do you play, mo- cause I mean, obviously you, you play uh, mostly online with uh, COVID and everything, but um, I know you're a big uh, paper goblins player as well. Um, you know, do you just kind of switch out the decks or are you mostly doing all this experimentation on magic online? Most of the brewing's online and paper. I pretty much, well, I play, I haven't played paper since Moxus came out, so that's going to change things, but I pretty much play either Warren instigator or just straight vanilla goblins, Mm -hmm. um, but in paper, um, I haven't. I really like Grenzo. I've played a lot of Grenzo goblins um, in paper. So is uh, Soggy Bottom Boys kind of the the latest iteration of goblins, or do you got something new you're working on? No, the new space is Welder Goblins. Welder <laughs> Goblins, like Goblin Welder. Yeah, um, I, I love me some Goblin Welder. So specifically, Goblin Engineer Goblins. Um, but it comes along with welder and I um, goblin engineer the came out the, at the same time as munitions expert and slinging. So kind of got sidelined by that and plague engineer. Um, And the weekend that that came out, I bought my place set of goblin engineers and plague engineers because I didn't realize that they weren't changelings. Um, and I thought that they were going to be good for goblins, not bad. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was really excited about tutoring for Engineer Plague. Um, doesn't work out that way. But Goblin Engineer lets you go and fetch Jete. So it's essentially, um, it's like a really, really bad Stoneforge Mystic. Yep. Um, Stoneforge Mystic that can only find Jit. <laughs> yeah, it can only find Jit. It can also find um, Crucible of Worlds. Which is big game, oh, and so that like, that's fun. And wasteland wasteland lock going, right? Exactly, and it also dumps worm coil engine into your graveyard if you have goblin welder. Uh, what are the artifacts you're using to bring them back with? Really bad ones. Um, great <laughs> furnace, chrome monks, <laughs> astrolabe, and aether vial. Oh, yeah, there we go. As soon as you said Great Furnace, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, the the black artifact land kind of goes back and forth, um, not in the current version. And then, so for this, I, I, went, I played in the challenge this weekend with a version of this without um, chalices. Chalices are really good artifact um, for this setup. But I decided to run Reanimate instead of Chalice hmm. um, to give more options to just Goblin Engineer in, right into Worm Coil because Worm Coil is pretty much lights out for um, Rug Delver unless they have exactly Oko. Right. Um, and I expected and played against a lot of Rug Delver. Uh, and it was very good. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that all makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. So, and then you're still obviously running the core of like lackey and muxus and all that good stuff. Yeah. All the regular stuff and just the muxus hits are worse. Nice. Um, and some fisher wizards to dump stuff into the graveyard. 
um, which is the the new edition from Zendikar Rising. I don't think I know that card. What what does that do? Uh, So Fissure Wizard is the one in a red Goblin Wizard, and when it enters the battlefield, you may discard a card. If you do draw a card, it's it's a 2-1. It's pretty bad. Um, but it's good if you want to run Reanimate in your Goblin stack, mm-hmm. which I did. Um, Reanimate is obviously just a super powerful magic card um, and wins a surprising number of games just as a like fair transix play. Um, it you know occasionally can tag your opponent's Gristlebrand or their Ice Fang Quaddle if you just really need to draw a card. Mm-hmm. Um, Reanimate is why I've given up on my dream of making Unearth playable. <sighs> I love yeah. Unearth so much too. I like it so much too, and then every time I'm just like, but why not just reanimate? Like yeah. reanimate is just <laughs> like unless you want like reanimate five through eight, there just isn't a point for Unearth. Right. <laughs> I mean, I tried to make claim fame good, and Unearth just makes claim fame bad. So. <laughs> it's a lose lose. It's a lose yeah. lose. Because the dream is to go, like, turn one lackey, get it bolted, turn two um, instigator, get it bolted, turn three claim fame the instigator, hit them. Um, but it doesn't actually work out that way most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I really wish I could just board a train to magical Christmas land where everything you think about works out. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, c- can you tell us a little bit about? So, I remember when Muxes first came out, right? We had Elliot, uh, sorry, not Elliot, Eli, who was, um, you know, Goblin Lackey One is like going off with goblins and doing really well, do like making a ton of content and doing a bunch of podcasts, and it was awesome. Yep. And then we kind of saw like the decline of goblins, uh, you know, after that. And can you tell us like sort of what came up that really pushed goblins down? Was it was it the rise of Rug Delver? Like, what was going on with that? Yeah, Rug Delver's heart. I mean, some of us, some Goblin players, claim a positive win rate against Rug, including Eli. But it's just not a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And the Snoko decks have been adapting to be better against Goblins. Um, Snoko was a very good matchup when it was kind of developing. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were running really light on wing conditions. They had a lot of air. They... Often we're playing Yorion and only four plows as one mana removal. Mm-hmm. And their a lot of their turn two removal was actually Ice Fang, which is pretty easy for goblins to interact with most of the time. Um, so being on the play against Snoko just kind of felt really unlosable. Mm. Um, and that's become less the case as they're moving toward more main deck sweepers that can just clean up a Maxis board. Um Specifically, three mana sweepers like Dead of Winter, mm-hmm. um, and also starting to bring in things like main deck back to basics, which is surprisingly good against our almost mono red deck. Right, right. Just because you guys are running so many lands to, uh, you know, between like Cavern of Souls and that's what, that's what Pat and I were arguing about the other the other night was because your Pat was like, oh, he's running all these fetch lands. I'm like, yeah, but look at all of these Cavern of Souls and Wastelands. <laughs> and yeah. like, like you think about like goblins as a mo- like elves has the same thing and even death and taxes as well. Like you think of these like monocolored decks and like, oh, back to basics is fine. And then you realize like, oh, they're monocolored. And then 60% of the lands in the deck are like utility lands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, well, you have to kind of do that to make up for the fact that your spells are just worse. Mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah. Like if you're if you've decided to play with these worst spells, part of the payoff is getting to play <laughs> Rashad Import or Caracas <laughs> or whatever. We don't know why you can't be normal, so here's your punishment. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so it's an adventure, but um yeah, I think that the classic problem that we run into a lot of times is trying to jam like black black non-goblin spells or dazes or whatever into the deck that it really just can't support. Um because you have so few actual black sources. Mm-hmm. Like there's two badlands at, at most, or I I play a swamp and that's like unheard of. And yeah, and I was I was going back to like right when the cards came out, I got really on the Snoop combo train with mm-hmm. Snoop and whatever it, that was. I, I thought for sure Snoop was gonna be the future of, of goblins and definitely not uh definitely not a Muxus. Oh, everyone did. It was hilarious. That's so funny. Um, I still think Snoop is better than a lot of Goblin Slayers think it is. I think mm-hmm. it's totally playable card if you want to go in on that combo. I I was like super depressed and playing a ton of MTGO right when that came out. So I was like top five on the trophy leaderboard for a month and a half with mm-hmm. Goblins, mostly just through sheer volume of games. But playing Snoop combo hmm. and made the turbo depths matchup so much better. Really? Specifically. And that was a really popular deck at that time. Um, yeah, what, because. What about it made it better against turbo depths? It's a turn three win that doesn't require an attack step. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and they have to have specifically removal, they can't block. Um, so even if they like have the depth that turn, a big kind of play pattern is that they um, you have a hard time killing them the turn before they kill you because they can make Merit Lage to block. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes around that. And um, it's it forces people, like a turn, a, a violon too is potentially lethal. Um and so it just forced people to hold back removal in different ways. Yep. And I sideboarded it out a lot, and people brought in absurd things to counter it, which was fun too. Awesome. <laughs> so Pat, as as another goblins player, uh, an, <laughs> well, in, an infrequent goblins player, living vicariously through your son, okay, put goblins together. Yep. yep. <laughs> which one of these decks speaks most to you? So, I mean, I, I really like the mono red, let's just like get them goblins, honestly, like even like, I mean, I haven't played with Muxus in paper or in, in on Magic Online, um, but I really like just the, the tribal like goblins list, the mono red list, um, you know, with, with Rashad imports and Wastelands. And I think that that's just a really fun list to play. Um, but the Brainstorm, like the, the Soggy Bottom Boys uh, deck interests me only because like, the worst part about playing goblins to me, uh, when I when I messed around with the deck, was just been like you are not as often as other decks that I've played, like like Eldrazi, for instance, where you're really sort of locked into the top of your deck. But I guess in goblins, it's not as often because you have cards like Lackey and Matron and, and Ringleader and stuff. But um, it does feel like sometimes you're just sort of just top decking in top deck mode, and that's not the most fun. And like playing a card like Brainstorm gives you some. 
amount of agency, which I really like. So I'd be interested in, in trying that out. Um, and I'm a sucker for days because as a blue red player, like I just love I like that card a lot. Um, and being able to, like I said, like he said, like, you know, Elliot mentioned, like, if you play turn one Aether Vial, people just jam their combo the next turn and they are not even considering days and that's like such a good like that's such a good get him card sometimes um people feel so people feel so angry you tilt so many people when they don't play around days especially <laughs> when they do not expect days especially if it's like a fetch lands like say you go like cavern of souls vile and then fetch land and then Aaron Mesa. Yeah, Aaron Mesa or yeah, yeah Aaron Mesa. Meyer. And then I go I go like show and tell hypothetically. Yeah. <laughs> then you go, I have responses and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Fetch volcanic island days. Son of a That's when <laughs> yeah. that's when your opponent just flips the table and they, they yeah, it's 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 and it, and like how so my other question is how often in like game two are you siding out days? Like let's say you Let's say you win game one, right? And so you're going to be on the play game two. Are you signing out days and like just making them think you have it and making them a turn slower? How how does that work out for you? Um, depends on the matchup. Against okay. like death and taxes, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but against some against a combo deck, certainly not. And against, yeah, I guess I guess it depends. Mm, okay. uh, That's fair. Generally, I think. On the drive, usually board out some number of days mm-hmm. um, because they're just not that good unless it's against something like Storm or whatever where days is just sure. an A-plus card. I Yeah, I was boarding out all the blue cards against like fair matchups like, well, fair, like Elves. Mm-hmm. Matchups where removal is good. They're just taking out all the, all the counter magic and bringing in the Bolts and Pyrokinesis and stuff sick so like i I get the feeling though that this probably isn't a deck that you would take to anything that you like really wanted to win oh i would never buy volcanic islands to play goblins (laughs) (laughs) that's actually another good point that we didn't bring up this this deck only exists because of mtgo let's be really clear (laughs) (laughs) goblins is a is a budget list with your, you know, access point to volcanic islands, kids. Buy into goblins and then work your way to those volcanic islands. Right, exactly. It's like I've been playing cradles in my goblins deck too to power out Muxus. And I would just like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna own cradles in paper to play goblins ever, mm-hmm. probably. Um but and so that's part of again why and I, I hate to break it to you, Pat, but Mono red tribal goblins with port doesn't exist. Like that's not a deck. Sure. Um, <laughs> um, it's you know there there is a mono red list, but it's the like the ancient tomb stompy deck with. So so Muxus is just that good that it's just it's just or I guess not even Muxus, but just like munitions expert like. You, I, you don't really see red white goblins with Thalia around anymore because red black goblins is, is just that much better. Is now just like red black goblins has also just pushed uh, mono red goblins out the door too. Yeah, Slingdang Lieutenant is so big an upgrade in terms of um, speed of killing and also the life gain really mattering. Um, having the, the free sack outlet that deals damage um, 
and also munitions expert counting itself as removal is super important in the um, in the Dreadheart Arcanist world. Mm-hmm. We have to get to three on our removal spells a lot, and that's why a lot of Goblin Slayers are also moving back to Bolt, which hasn't been a deck in Goblins in like 10 years. Um, Bolt has re-replaced Tarfire. Um, because oh yeah, I haven't seen Tarfire in a long time. That's right. It's still yeah. good enough. <laughs> Pat, Pat's still playing with like 2007. Goblins. Oh, it's like super old. Like, don't get me wrong. It's like it's super outdated. But I, it's just a fun. It's fun to play. I would. I would like to play. Like I said, this Soggy Bottom Boys. It interests me. Like I, the blue cards make me. I'm like, oh, oh, what's that over there? Oh, that's you don't, pretty you cool. Don't want, you don't want to get your Badlands though, Pat. I mean, I, you know, you know full well, Jerry. I've purchased Badlands and then sold them without ever actually playing them. So <laughs> I am not, I am not averse to buying Ghoul Lands, which I may or may never use. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I would say that like the most fun I've had with goblins, the day's deck was fun, but the the reanimate masses, either with or without artifact, have been super fun. Mm-hmm. Just for the like blah moments, and also the just like absurd masses that it makes, where your hand is like reanimate, 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 cavern of souls, wasteland, aether vial. Mm-hmm. I guess this is a mulligan, but <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I told you, Pat. Yeah, I get it. Pat's not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> And again, like as we're, as you were saying before about like cores of decks just being good, like I played a triple reanimate, triple triple discard goblin deck and top aided the the um, challenge without ever actually discarding Moxus into reanimating mm-hmm. it. Um, You're just be- reanimating other people. I, I was just playing normal goblins. Yeah. And, like, I think I cast Reanimate on a Goblin Lackey a couple times and, like, reanimated Slinging Lieutenant for Lethal once. <laughs> I love those I love those types of plays. The, the I'm sure you've seen it, the Goofy meme, where it's just, like, a crazy-looking Goofy, and it just says, I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like bol- bolt your Lackey. All right, reanimate my Lackey. <laughs> reanimate Lackey, play second Lackey. Do you have two more bolts? <laughs> Show them to me. I'll do it again. (laughs) Oh, man. Yep. I do love those value plays. (laughs) I I really enjoy playing against Strifo because he's usually streaming and he hates losing to goblins. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I didn't know he had a hatred for replay afterwards and... Listen to him complain about the top deck reanimate that killed him or whatever. <laughs> oh man, that's great. It's like, yeah, slinging three you, reanimate three you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me, what do you think is the. So, as someone who's like, obviously, you are not uh, like me, like single mindedly, you know, stuck on one kind of, kind of like a. Uh, what's the word like deck structure like you're obviously up for experimenting with this deck and trying to find what the next best goblins list is like if let's say like you know let's say there's a a big tournament a week from now um, and you have access to any any cards you want 
Right, you know. <laughs> that yeah, like is actually happening. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, what are you gonna play? Like, are you playing a, a version of goblins? And if so, what version? I'll probably play Rug Delver. <laughs> oh my god! You fucking sell out and the cast <laughs> and the show. <laughs> and the no, I, I, I'll probably won't play Rug Delver because um, I you know if I actually really cared about. Converting that $25 into win rate, I would play Rug Delver. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'll probably play some sort of Goblins Reanimate list. Hmm. Um, the I, the artifact list, there's too much main deck artifact hate. I just can't justify doing it however much I want to. Gotcha. So, so are you thinking think like red, is... bla- like red, black, or like are you playing like are you going to splash the blue for Grixis? No, I don't think I'll splash the blue for Grixis. Okay. I'm kind of over that right now <laughs> got burned by too many days in my hand of the last two weeks oh no <laughs> a couple of and that's the thing about playing goblins really why i have so many lists is that the play patterns of the different lists get kind of frustrating and boring hmm. um and i'm a i'm a combo player at heart i really um prefer combo decks um when i'm deck building and so that's Part also why all of these different builds, aside from the day's build, kind of have their combo aspects. Mm-hmm. Like they have reality, or they have turn two worm coil engine, or they have turn three infinite goblins, um, because that's what I like in, in in magic. Gotcha. So we kind of touched on it, but uh, I think that was a good segue to talk about uh, Eternal Weekend coming up this weekend. Have you guys seen this? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard about it, but I, I don't know exactly. Yeah, it's this weekend, right? You said? Yeah, it's uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, mm-hmm. October 16th, 17th, and 18th. Are they doing a similar thing where you have access to, like, they basically give you a God account? Yeah, so basically what it looks like, so I, I, I was reading on the, the site, uh, magic.gg actually has a, a useful article. Um, it looks like it's like a, a, a token, so it's $25, and you buy the, this token. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing the interface is going to be something like uh, like sealed deck building, except your sealed pool is just going to be every magic card in existence. And then you can build your deck from there and enter into uh, the tournament. Um, you, know, you, get, you get access for a whole week. So you yeah. From oh, yeah, today yeah. through next Wednesday. Yes, you're right. Yes, yes. And it, they basically have Eternal Weekend's basically going to be set up like a league this year where you can just play the matches on your own time. Wait, really? That's what the website's saying. <laughs> we should Ooh. verify this before we tell anyone that that's what's going to no, happen. I'm like, I'm like re- here, hold on. Let me find the relevant. So to participate, you'll need a Magic Online account. Uh, if you don't want to sign up here, uh, after you have your account, buy the entry token for the events you want to participate in. Uh, each entry token costs $25 and will be available starting at 10 p.m. on Monday prior to the weekend's events. Um after your purchases process, you'll have access to almost every card in Magic Online until Wednesday following the event you purchased entry to. Uh, to start brewing decks, head to collection, add a deck for the correct format, and start adding cards. If an added card is blah, 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 blah. Um, when you're ready to get some games in, go to the Constructed Play Lobby and select the format of matches of your deck. There you can join Open Play or Tournament Practice Room to get some practice games in. Or if you're ready to battle players for prizes, you can join a league. Uh, oh, I guess that is just league yeah it's just the leagues like if you want to practice before the events the times are 2 p.m pacific on friday 
12 a.m. Pacific on Saturday and 11 a.m. Pacific on Sunday. Hmm. Gotcha. So basically you get to build the deck. The tournaments are pre-scheduled. But then if you just want, you basically can pay $25 for a week of just, you know, God account magic. That's pretty sick. And you don't even have to enter the main event. That's what I'm doing right after this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are they on sale already? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they started today. Yeah, it's Monday. Oh, yeah. So they're going on there. They're on sale today. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. So there is like a quote unquote main event, though, that they're they're having. There's three events. Okay. They're all structured the same, but they have a different, like, giant poster art prize for first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's the same Eternal Weekend prizes. It's ironically, the prizes might actually be better now that it's Magic Online prizes rather than Card Titan store credit. (laughs) So, like, first place is 900 play points, which is, you know, uh, 200 treasure chests and one premium foil set of the most recent standard legal set. But you're not getting the big car, like the big painting? No, you are. Oh. So it's Caracas, Rashad and Port, and Maze of Ith, uh, depending on which uh, tournament you win. I guess Port. Is it the old Port art or the new one? The new. Oh, it's it's uh, it's, it's new art, all, right? All three is new art. Oh, okay. All th- and all three art is uh, by Rob. Oh, no, sorry, not all three. So Rob Alexander oh. did Caracas, which it's a sweet-looking Caracas. Uh, Chris Seaman did Rashad and Port. Uh, that's actually a really cool Rashad and Port. I do like that. And then uh, this base of Ith is also pretty sweet uh, by Milovjid Sirin. Mm. I butchered that name. I apologize. That's cool. Uh, so you do get the full the full arts. Nice. And then Vintage is Tolarian Academy, Library of Alexandria, and Mishra's Workshop. And it's cool that they spread them across two weekends, too, so you can actually play Legacy and Vintage if you want. Yeah. Oh, that Caracas is really cool. Yeah. Man, I really want to play in these, and this this is the weekend that I'm doing the uh, 12-hour classes. So oh, the maze is good too. Damn, I might be I might be able to do the event on Sunday, but I'm I'm tied up on Friday and Saturday. I am totally bummed out, but I think this is a this is a pretty cool alternative for uh, Eternal Weekend, mm. and also I'm really interested because this is going to be the first legitimately big legacy tournament that we've had since I like end of 2019. So it is going to be really mm-hmm. interesting to see what people do. Uh, with the gloves off and people are actually playing for some serious prizes. Um, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how this ends up. It's also going to be interesting because it's one of the few tournaments that's, you know, in Legacy that's going to be completely not restricted by card availability, right? Or card prices. So, like, oh, you know, there was a yeah. time when we were like, oh, everyone would play, like, let's say there was a time when everyone would play Old Man Lands or whatever, or everyone mm-hmm. would play fucking Legends Pox, but... You know, but the cards are so stupid expensive that you would that most people don't have access to them. But this is going to be a tournament where we've kind of talked about this in the past. Like, there's no restrictions to what people can play, right? It's only what they want to play that matters. True. We could see a 4X Chains of Mephistopheles deck take it down. <laughs> this event could, like, seriously spike some prices. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. I mean, let, let's be honest. Like, Elliot's probably right. Everyone's just going to fucking jump the rug Delver train. Delver, Snowco, and Lamps. Yeah. Yeah. That's what everyone's going to be playing. But, like, all it's going to take is one deck to top eight. 
like if like uh, Moat Stompy with four Moats <laughs> top eights, like Moat is going to go through the roof. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it'll it, it, it's interesting. Um, again, like I, I still think everyone's going to jump the Rug Delver train and just and play that, or like Elliot said, like we'll see Snowco and, but it would be cool to see people like you know their their wallets are not tied to what they can play in Legacy, and that's a first, man. Like that's not you don't ever see that, so that's really cool. Uh, well, so Gen Con was first, so they did the same thing for Gen Con, but Gen Con was not like a serious tournament. Right, that's what like, I'm. That's what, the, I'm saying this is like a real, like a legit legacy tournament. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, this is it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Also, like that, like I feel like Gen Con was pretty. It was pretty early in like the in the kind of COVID like lockdown, right? Like so. If I'm not mistaken, I could be completely wrong. I remember it being like earlier, like maybe like May or or april that that we had it um so it, it, this has been months now months and months and months that people have been you know especially in the u.s kept away from paper magic so i don't, I don't know I'm, I'm it's I'm, I'm excited to see what happens are there any plans to stream the events like pick a couple you know people who are doing matches and just and like have them on i don't on think stream? i don't think wizards is but i would be shocked if there weren't streamers mm. you know streaming during this event mm. either on a delay or otherwise yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Even like you know, like a ten minute delay or fucking whatever, an hour delay. Who cares? Like, have like you know, two, you know, just like throw a match up. I think that'd be pretty neat to do. Yeah, I haven't heard much buzz around the community with this though. Like, not many people are talking about it, but not many people talked about Gen Con, and apparently Gen Con got really good numbers. Mm. Yeah, they um, like two weeks before it too. Like, yeah, this was announced super late, so. Yeah. I yeah I, I don't know I hope it does really well I just haven't heard people talk about it mm-hmm. but if not many people show up this could be a really good tournament to just spike because these are some pretty great prizes yeah that's awesome yeah for sure so yeah cool stuff it's gonna be a really good event to time people out on a lot of people <laughs> are new to MTGO um, yeah all right so you heard her here first <laughs> no. You heard it here first. Time them <laughs> out. <laughs> Why isn't there a rope thing? Where's the rope thing from Marina? Oh, man. Um, but you- it actually is true. It's going to be interesting to see how many people... Like I, That's why I really wish they did advertise this a bit more. Because this could be a great way to get people introduced to Legacy. Like, hey, yeah, but no one's trying to. The problem is that no one's like Wizards is not trying to do that. They're actively trying to keep people away from Legacy. They're trying to introduce them to historic or whatever shit show they're pushing right now. You know, like it's. I guess yeah. I guess historic's not the shit show, but standard certainly is. So, um, yeah, it's all wild. It, it's cool though. I agree. I mean, I hope people get into Legacy because of it. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure people will hear about it and will just do it just to have access to everything. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if a few people just buy the $25 ticket to uh, get the deck and then just play, like, you know, modern mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, whenever these things happen, I, like, play a little bit of Vintage. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, because, well, there's also the, the Vintage tournaments, too. Man, I just really wish it wasn't such a shitty Jerry, just me, pretend I... you're sick. That's all. It, it's literally like the build up for the entire semester. Like Jerry, you know what? Everyone's got to have a letdown ima- once in a while, even with a massive build up. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a huge letdown, and, and you could be that letdown, Jerry. Just think about that. 
Uh, imagine you're a student and you pay like $30,000 a year in tuition and you're really nervous about this national exam. And then the week before the exam, when you have your exam prep, your professor says, sorry, guys, uh, I can't come to class anymore. I have to play in some magic online. Well, so you just tell them it's even. <laughs> they'll definitely buy it. <laughs> uh, speaking of, by the way, Pat, we lost that battle. <laughs> It lasted. It lasted for. It lasted for fourteen hours. Oh my god! Lasted for fourteen hours, and they got us in like the twelfth hour, and then there was like two hours fighting, like a, a fighting retreat for two more hours, wow. and then we lost. <laughs> Were you active the entire fourteen hours? No, I uh, I died. I died at about hour ten, and I'm like, fuck this. Did you, <laughs> how many isk? How many isk did you lose? Oh, I think that they're still I think they're still calculating the value, but it's like it's over hundreds of thousands of dollars were lost in it. <laughs> oh my god. Like that's the thing about Eve is like imagine imagine there's a, a legacy tournament where you play but when you lose It's an anti-legacy tournament. <laughs> yeah, your deck just gets placed in a shredder. Like that's how Eve operates. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Maybe that should be the next leaving a legacy tournament, Pat. You know, if you, you lose, can play, you can play any deck you want, but when you lose, your deck goes in the shredder. Oh, <laughs> there's just a burn pit outside. You just like deck boxes yeah. getting fucking three pointed into it. <laughs> that would be an official leaving a legacy. Tournament. Oh, that would be. That'd be a lot of people. I guess like most of the people would be leaving a legacy after that event. Oh, right? that's great. Oh man. That's great. Awesome. All right. Well, um, I think we basically covered. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about, Elliot? But, you know, as far as goblins goes, or you know, kind of what your plans are with the deck. No, I'm, I'm brewing up a new new goblins deck here right now. Awesome! Putting, oh, awesome! Putting new <laughs> goblins back nice. together, gonna run it through a league. We'll keep we'll keep an eye on the uh, on the spicy deck list, and we, if we see Grumpsh in there, we'll know uh, we'll know who the mastermind was behind <laughs> it. Yeah. Oh, I guess there is one thing I want to mention quickly, mm-hmm. which is that um, I. I'm offering up a bounty in Jumpstart um, packs for anyone who fives five O's with a goblin deck that hasn't won anything yet, uh, a version. Um, and currently, the only people who've um, posted five O's with goblins since I offered that were me on the days deck and Eli on classic, and we've both forfeited our prizes. <laughs> So any build of goblins that five O's, if you post it in the goblins discord, I will mail you jumpstart packs. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Does it count if I five O with a goblin sharpshooter and uh Kamal Fistacrosa deck? Will that count? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cha- challenge accepted. <laughs> awesome. I, I, I think as long as it's not empty the warrens, you're good. <laughs> All right. All right. Suck it, suck it, cook. <laughs> Eat it, Bryant. Um, all right, awesome. Um, all right, let's get into uh, <laughs> let's get into some scoops and poops then, Jerry. Scoop, Jerry. Uh, every week we know we do scoops and we do scoops. We're not doing poops. We're, poops are done. We're done with poops. We're just doing scoops in the top eight. Jerry, who are you scooping in the top eight this we, week? We we ran out of fiber. No more poops. No, I'm just saying. You know what? There's enough bad stuff going on. We're just we're going positivity here. I want to talk about. Things that we're shouting out, things that we're we're looking forward to. So, Jerry, who are you scooping in the top eight this week? Uh, and it, I'm it, it's, you know, in. it doesn't have to be me. So, just I know, I know that's who you're gonna do. <laughs> just I've had enough scoops. Okay, every week, like every week, 
Jerry scoops me in, and I ask that our editor takes it out and, and you know makes Jerry re-record a scoop. So these are these are straight lies. <laughs> I want the people to know that this is slander. Jerry, I'm a humble man, but I don't be, need to be scooped every week. So please, whoever <laughs> you like to scoop in a top eight, please please do it now. Not me. I'm scooping into top eight for Exy and Dreadnought because <laughs> I just can't quit her. I just can't quit her. <laughs> Every time I think I'm out, she drags me back in. <laughs> so my scoop this week goes to Phyrexian and Dreadnought awesome. and besetting tickets on fire. <laughs> I'm sure uh I'm sure uh Wizards of the Coast loves Phyrexian and Dreadnought too for that reason. So Oh man. They need to take Phyrexian and Dreadnought <laughs> off the reserve list just so more people can light tickets on fire. <laughs> uh Elliot, how about you? Who do you want to scoop in at top eight this week? I want to scoop in um, Fiddlesix Customs, who's an artist in the UK who's doing some um, Goblin Matron altars of my wife right now. Oh, sick. And just sent me a message on Facebook saying, so I've been experimenting with Gold Leaf recently. How do you feel about 24 karat magic cards? Oh. Um, <laughs> so I, I can tell I by really your facial expression you are not pleased at all. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> No, no, no. For people who can't see the video, he is very, very happy about that. <laughs> I, I've i seen some like gold leaf altar magic cards, and they look amazing. That's super cool. I'm, I'm super stoked. Nice. All right, Pat, what about you? Who am I scooping in top of this week? I'm scooping in Bob Smalls. Okay. He's my plumber. He came by this today and uh, helped me snake out the last, the drain that he needed to snake in and uh, cleaned out our furnace and got us prepped for the winter. The the heat's not going on until November first. I already told my wife. Of the, beginning of the episode, it made it sound like you did all this work yourself. Oh no, I did. You, no, no, all so, this work. <laughs> so I did. I did take the pipes apart yesterday, and I snaked the drain. But all I have are like my my electric my electrician snakes for like running wire, and they're very thin, obviously, to like run through ceilings and stuff. But he has like a machine that like has like a fucking auger on the end that like burn, like really runs through. The, so I I got it. The I got the thing done, but I still had him come over because. Uh, I want to make sure that that drain is clean all the way to the septic tank. So, and he also did my furnace for me, and he's he was an awesome plumber. So, if anyone's in Central Mass and looking for a great plumber, let me know. His name's his name's Bob. He's super nice. He's very reasonable, and uh, and he he he's a good plumber, man. He's awesome. At first, I thought when you said bounce balls that it was that was the name of the guy from Fight Club. <laughs> it's like his name was Bob oh. something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bitch tits, Bob. Yeah, bitch tits, Bob. <laughs> Oh, I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. That's awesome. Um, no, not that Bob. No, he's he's uh, this this man is very much in shape. Well, do you know it's not the same Bob? I guess if he like, had, yeah, well, that's fair. Yeah, Fight Fight Club was several decades ago, Pat. He could have he could have really put some some work in. It's possible, but he doesn't look like he. I have not heard him. Well, he did sing a little bit today. He did not sound like Meatloaf, so I don't think it's him. Wait, was Meatloaf bitch tits Bob in is, Fight Club? Isn't he? I don't know. Now I can't picture him. <laughs> I thought it was played We got to end this episode so I can look it up. <laughs> I thought it was played by Meatloaf. That would be surprising to me. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Don't. Next, you're going to tell me Tyler Durden was played by Kevin Bacon. Don't Google Bitch Tits Bob, by the way. Not good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see Meatloaf. <laughs> oh, no. I see one of Alex Jones with Bitch Tits. Oh, God. That's horrifying. I have to send, I have to, send that to Ian immediately. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely meatloaf. It's definitely meatloaf. I had I had no idea Bitch Tits Bob was meatloaf. Yeah. yeah. 
Meatloaf has an impressive acting career, I just got to say. Dude, he does. He completely does. 100%. He was on an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Great, great episode. Where he, he illegally harvested raccoon pelts, and then the spirits of the raccoons came after him. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's Halloween, people. So if you're looking for a great, scary movie to watch, uh, Meat, Meatloaf did a Tales from the Crypt where he plays a poacher. And he poaches raccoons off this like Native American burial ground or something like that. I don't know. Uh, and he skins them and he turns it into a fur coat. And then the fur coat is cursed. And the spirits of the raccoons attack anyone who wears the fur coats. Okay. It's great. That sounds interesting. And then he, and then he can listen to Paradise by Dashboard Lights afterwards. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of uh, music. A lot of. Uh... Can I change my scoop to Meatloaf? Okay. Yeah. I mean, Meatloaf's, Meatloaf's <laughs> a solid singer and solid uh, uh, dinner time dish. So yeah, scoop to both Meatloafs and, and B list movie actor. Uh, yeah, C- C- I would be careful. C-list. I wouldn't call him. I would not call him C list. Easy. Easy. <laughs> really i didn't know you were such a fan of uh meatloaf's acting curriculum i mean i i like acting. him just on the fact that he's a phenomenal singer so i'm gonna say he's at least a b-list actor calling him c-list is uh i think a little bit of a i don't like that i don't like that he's been in a movie <laughs> since 1962 when was his last credit is 2018 he, he better be alive Wait, 2018? He was doing movies up until 2018? Yeah, his last credit was for Ghost Wars, the TV series. <laughs> That's You know what? That sounds about right. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for hanging out this week. Oh, we forgot our editor, Jerry. Yeah, no, our editor, uh, Meatloaf. <laughs> Justin is now Meatloaf. Fun fact about Justin Lutz, his stage name is Meatloaf. Nice. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> vaguely sexual. Awesome. Well, Elliot, thank you very much for coming on this week, man. It was great to talk to you. Thanks, guys. Of course. All right, everyone, we'll catch you all next week. See ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>